0: Welcome to Crime, Cults, and Coffee. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Brynn. And do you have anything you want to start off this week's episode with? Yes, I have a podcast recommendation. Ooh, okay. I'm sure a lot of our listeners already listen to them because they're a pretty popular podcast, but I've recently been listening to Morbid again. Okay. Okay. So just wanted to give them a little shout out. I feel like we would be friends with them in real life. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to a
1: couple of their episodes, but it was a while ago. So I'll have to I'll have to pull it back up.
0: Yeah, I listened to some of their most recent ones. So I'm going to have to – I probably am way behind because I haven't listened to them in a while. But I'm definitely going to have to catch up on their episodes at work. Oh, good. That's exciting. What about you? Uh, Let me see. I'm not watching anything on TV. I
1: don't listen to anything new because I'm a creature of habit, so no. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I literally have, like, my comfort podcasts, and I drive to work with them every single day, and then that's it.
0: (laughs) Well, I do too, but I'm all caught up, so once I get through monday tuesday wednesday pretty much towards the end of the week there's not a a lot of new releases and and i have to like find something else to listen to because i'm like i don't know what else to listen to at this point
1: yeah Yeah, (laughs) no
0: i agree so yeah not listening to anything i will do a recommendation on
1: something totally different that i've never done before because it's just so fucking good okay if you live in the new jersey area you need to fucking go to dover dairy (laughs) Is it an ice cream place? Yes. Oh, my God. It's so good. We went tonight again because we're, like, obsessed with it now. And they have all these flavors that they rotate on soft serve. So their soft serve flavor tonight was, Carson got it, was mango coconut twist.
0: Wow, that sounds fucking amazing. Yeah.
1: And then I always get a peanut butter shake. Oh, my God. They're so fucking good. So if you're in the New Jersey area, go to Dover Dairy.
0: Oh, I have one I can shout out as well, okay. also in the New Jersey area, just because you reminded me, have you ever tried ice cream from Anderson Farms?
1: Oh my god, that's so weird that you say that, because yes, we stopped there on the way home last week.
0: <laughs> Did you try their blueberry coconut ice cream?
1: That's what Carson got, and then I got the the thing that you got, like the, um, the crumbles on top. Yes, yes. Yeah, so good. Yeah.
0: I got what you had gotten last time, and mom got the blueberry coconut ice cream, and I tried it, and I was like, holy shit, aside from Windy Brow Farms, this is the best ice cream I've ever had in my life.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Okay, so this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but I don't think I like fruit in my ice cream.
0: I feel like farm ice cream, like farm fresh ice cream is the best.
1: Yeah, comes right from the source.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to try Dover Dairy though.
1: Oh my god, you will not be disappointed. It's cash (laughs) only though. We always fucking forget and then have
0: to go to an ATM. Oh my god. (laughs) Just keep like an ice cream fund jar in your car. In
1: our cars, right? Yeah. Should we get into our coffee?
0: Yes, let's do it. You can go first.
1: So, actually you go first because I have to pull mine up. (laughs) Okay.
0: Today I'm drinking coffee from, I hope I'm saying it right, Califia Farms. And it is a cold brew, and it's coffee with almond milk in it, pre-made. So this coffee is vegan, kosher, gluten-free, dairy-free. It's amazing. Yum. The flavor that I'm trying today is salted caramel. So I have things I like about it and things that I kind of don't like about it. Okay. Okay. It is a mild coffee, so maybe that's part of where my dislike comes from because I tend and so do you, we tend to do more of a medium borderline dark roast, mm-hmm. not light. And since it's a mild, I'm assuming it's on the lighter side, even though it's a cold brew. Where did you get this? I actually picked this up at Weiss. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming they sell it in all your local stores yeah or you can buy it online before i get into the actual review i will tell you their website their website is califiafarms.com they also do have an instagram which is califia farms and they do coffee creamers all different kinds of things they post really cool recipes on their instagram so you can check that out oh my god yum so when i take a sip of this coffee To me, it doesn't taste like a cold brew. And I think that's part of what I like about it is it's not – there's no bitter aftertaste at all.
1: Okay, that's good.
0: Yeah. And I can definitely – as I'm drinking it, I can definitely taste the flavoring of caramel and a tiny, tiny hint of the salt. But the only thing I don't like about it is – after I finish that sip, and I don't know if it's just me or if they they do this on purpose so it's not an overly sugary coffee, I feel like after I'm done sipping it, it's almost like a little bit bland in my mouth. Mm. The taste isn't still holding in my mouth, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah. But while I'm sipping it, I'm deeply enjoying this coffee and <laughs> it smells really good too and it's Like I said, it's pre-made. It's dairy-free. I would probably rate this one a six and a half just because of the no taste in my mouth after drinking it.
1: Okay. Side of it. Do you need a little bit like darker?
0: Yeah, probably. I think next time maybe I'll try. They have an espresso one and they have a mocha one. So maybe it's just this flavor. So I'm going to try something different, but I'm definitely going to try something else from them because it is delicious as I'm drinking it.
1: Yum. So I actually forgot to say this in the beginning, but I wanted to mention it now. We went to a restaurant last night called The Circle. You know, I think we've talked about it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of our meal, we ended up ordering like cappuccinos and espressos. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy shit, so they have their coffee is actually, I think it is, I don't know if it still is, but it was at some point made from Cars, Cars Coffee, who also makes our coffee, Crime Calls and Coffee's blend. We had the coffee last night and it was fucking delicious. I don't know if it was because it was like the perfect for per- perfect thing at the end of like the dinner or whatever, but yeah. their coffee is so fucking good. So shout out Cars. Ooh, shout out Cars. Yeah. But okay, so my coffee tonight is another Wegmans coffee because I bought like six different coffees while I was there because it all looks so fucking good. I have, it's just the Wegmans brand and it's like K-Cups and the flavor is cinnamon churro. Mmm, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so you know how much we love cinnamon in our coffee. We've talked about it before how mom always puts cinnamon in it and it's just so good. This one is also a light roast, which is what I don't love about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah, it's just, and I said that to Carson as, he, as we were, like, picking them out. He was like, Oh, this one sounds good. I was like, but they're all light roasts. Like, why don't they have a medium roast? Aww. I know, but it's a Ribica coffee, and it honestly, the first flavor you get is cinnamon, which is surprising. I was surprised how, like, strong it is. I really like it. Again, the downside is it's a light roast, so the flavor is not very strong. And you almost taste more of like the creamer sometimes than you do the coffee because it's so light. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's not
1: not a taste. So I'd probably rate this one like a seven because it is a really good like K-cup type of coffee, the grab and go thing. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not my favorite.
0: Okay, so we had two different coffees, two light roasts both sevens
1: wow i'm not surprised at all that somehow we did that blindly
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) amazing oh my god ridiculous are you ready to get started yeah so grab your coffee and have a morning with us today's case is about blake Chappelle. he was born blake tyler Chappelle and was 17 years old at the time of this story He was born on February 7th, 1994, and raised by his mom, Melissa Chappelle Becker. His dad's name was Michael, and his dad was never really in the picture. I had actually read in one article that Blake had met him for the first time when he was 10 years old, and then he only saw him like a few times after that. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, but he was extremely close with his mom. Definitely a mama's boy. His brother's name was Michael, and he also had a half-brother named Chris, and he was described as one of a kind, especially for only being a teenager, which we'll kind of get into during this episode. You'll see he was definitely an old soul. Oh Yeah, like, this kid did not act – like, he did not have the mindset or just the the – way of being of a teenager he he was just an incredible person he's definitely lived other lives yeah he was friends with everyone and someone that everyone loved being around and he was always the center of attention blake was known to be hilarious and was known as being a big jokester and he had an infectious laugh according to everyone There was one article, it's in our resources if people want to look into it, where his girlfriend described his laugh and it's just the cutest thing and everyone said basically like when he laughed, you couldn't help but smile.
1: Oh, I love laughs like that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, same. So Blake's childhood friend Max also said, quote, he was hilarious. He was one of the funniest people I knew. If you were down in a bad mood, he would make you laugh somehow. He was always just right there. And that was a quote from 11alive.com. He was also described as easygoing and always willing to help people out, and he always saw the best in people. At one point, a friend's family was in financial trouble, and he had asked his mom to make candy apples for him to sell at school in order to raise money for his friend. Shut up. Yeah, that's the, th- the thought process of this kid in high school. That is the sweetest thing
1: I've ever heard.
0: hmm He loved dirt bike racing and skateboarding, and he would go out on trails near his house to ride his dirt bike. His brother also said he enjoyed just quote-unquote squealing tires. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he also loved fishing more than anything and can spend the entire day out on the creek. He would randomly bring some stray animals. Oh my God. <laughs> he would randomly bring home some stray animals because he knew it would make his mom happy since she was an animal lover. Shut the hell up. That is the cutest thing. He loved get to draw and he also loved to play Guitar Hero. Everyone said he was a quote unquote master at it. One of his favorite songs to play in Guitar Hero was Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that he loved Guitar Hero.
0: I know. And funny thing before you move on from the Guitar Hero part, in one article, his mom mentioned how he was so good at Guitar Hero. Where she would just, she would walk in the room to talk to him about something, and he would literally, like, turn around and continue playing Guitar Hero while talking to her without even looking.
1: Oh my god, there was always, like, that one kid that was weirdly good at Guitar Hero. Yeah. It's, like, your neighbor that's, like, really fucking good, and you're like, what the hell? Does this person always play Guitar Hero?
0: (laughs) How do they do this? But it's funny because his girlfriend said he could not play actual guitar.
1: (laughs) He was just really good at playing Guitar Hero. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I wish it translated. That would be cool.
0: Yeah, that would be. He was a
1: fan of listening to all kinds of music. He would also always rap, even if he wasn't the greatest. Oh, my God. Blake mentioned wanting to be a TV anchor or, or a lawyer when he grew up. According to his mom, he was more into the idea of becoming a lawyer. His favorite foods were steak and seafood. He also loved sushi, and he especially liked beef jerky. Oh my god, I love how much background info we have on him.
0: I was literally just gonna say that. That was one of the things I have to compliment the media for regarding this case. There's so much information about him.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Blake was also an entrepreneur at a young age, and although his school probably wasn't too happy about it, he showed promising skills. <laughs> he would buy energy drinks and sell them to kids at school that's literally genius my brother did something like that once it was so funny my dad was so mad at him
0: oh my god I feel like there's always one of those kids too yeah
1: they're like they get like candy at home they like bring it to school and sell it
0: yeah his mom said he, she would literally buy him those big packs and then mm-hmm. he would up them for two dollars each or something
1: Stop it. <laughs> he was a smart entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, so he marked things up to, like, make a profit. That's hysterical. <laughs> he had snake bite piercings and would sometimes do piercings for friends. And in the early summer of 2011, Blake was living in Clayton County at Hunter Ridge Trailer Park.
0: On to May 28, 2011, police went to the trailer park in Jonesboro, Georgia, responding to a disturbance. According to Blake, his now ex girlfriend ran away from home and he rode around on his bike looking for her. So, at the time of this story, she was his girlfriend. But as we get further towards what happens, she's his ex. So, we're just going to refer to her as his ex. Got it. He found her as he was looking for her on this bike and brought her back to Hunter Ridge Trailer Park. He wanted her to call her parents, and other reports say that she ran away to his home, but either way, all reports claim that Blake was going to either bring her back home or had been trying to tell her to call her home. The ex-girlfriend's stepdad showed up at the trailer park and physically assaulted Blake. Oh my god. He punched Blake in the face, knocked him off his bike, and kicked him in the head and ribs. A witness said that when the stepdad had gotten there, he asked the witness where Blake was, lifted his shirt where there was a gun, and said, quote, tell him I'm looking for him, and then left with another man. What the fuck? That's scary as fuck, especially if this kid was actually trying to convince the girl to go home, and then this guy shows up before she can get home and just, like, beats the shit out of a kid. Yeah, that's terrifying. Not to mention, the girl, with the way this sounds, it sounds like the girl might have left home for a reason. Right. I don't, almost like you don't blame her. Yeah. This is a quote from TrueCaseFiles.com, quote, Blake sent a text to his friend about the incident saying, and this is the text he sent, her dad showed up with two other guys and guns telling all my friends he was going to kill me
1: what the fuck
0: witnesses also said that allegedly the stepfather had grabbed the stepdaughter put her in the trunk of the car and left
1: ew that makes me so sick
0: i yeah the girl went on to say that she had not been put in the trunk of the car but that everything else was accurate so i really hope that part of the story is not true yeah that's terrifying although i also wish this grown man hadn't the shit out of a 17 year old boy
1: but right, right june 1st 2011 a warrant was issued for blake's arrest what yeah that
0: blew my fucking mind
1: he's a child
0: and why is he having a warrant out instead of this grown man who kicked the shit out of him
1: so apparently he was going, he wanted, he was going to be arrested because of quote custodial interference, even though Blake was 17 at the time and his girlfriend was 16. I didn't even know that that was a charge.
0: Yeah. And apparently in Georgia, I don't know if, I don't know if this is considered this everywhere or just in Georgia or just at the time. But I had read that in Georgia at that time, for the custodial interference charge, 17 was considered an adult. Wow. Even though he's literally a year older than the girl and he wasn't trying to interfere with anything.
1: That's weird. Yeah. The stepfather also claimed that Blake assaulted him. Which, I don't know how you could uh, claim that after Blake's injuries, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. June 2nd 2011 Blake was arrested the day after what the fuck he was in Clayton County Jail for 16 days and he needed to raise $2,500 for bond to be able to be released he was released June 18 2011 after making bond and at some point in June the charges were dropped against him that
0: whole situation makes me sick that is horrible I mean, this kid went through so much trauma from that experience already, and then you're the – like, he's the one charged on top of it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And held in jail. For, like, a decent amount of time. Like, 16
1: days as a kid? That's so scary. Mid-2011 is where we're going to be at next. Blake, Melissa, his mom, and her boyfriend moved to Sonoy, Georgia. They wanted to get away, have a fresh start, and keep distance from his ex-girlfriend's stepfather, obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Melissa said that she was scared for her son's life. Oh my god. Melissa said the whole incident with the assault had been really tough on Blake. Of course it was.
0: Yeah, he probably had some form of PTSD, and who knows if he had after effects from his injuries. Right. since he got punched in the freaking head and kicked in the face and ribs and stuff right that's horrible
1: blake made new friends in Sinoy and seemingly adjusted really well he even began to date a new girl october 15th 2011 blake was to attend a homecoming dance with his girlfriend ryan the dance was at east coeta high school blake got dressed up for the dance he wore a a white tank top with Fruit of the Loom white t-shirt on top and black dress shirt over that. He also had on black pants and black Ralph Lauren shoes with the quote unquote RL white lettering on the side. He even went out to Kohl's with his mom and got a tie to match his girlfriend's dress. Oh, he's like so prepared for this dance.
0: It gets even cuter. I can't. So, before the dance, Melissa dropped Blake off at his girlfriend's house and they took pictures. Apparently, he was even late being dropped off at the house because he wanted to find the perfect tie to match her. I can't. He was so thoughtful and just, I feel like, just such a good person. Yeah. So, what do I want to say? Almost, like, empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. While he was looking for ties, he was even texting Ryan different options. He also had to get someone to help with his tie because he didn't know how to tie one.
1: Oh my god, this is like a, like a book.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that also just shows his innocence and how even though he behaves like he's older, how truly young he was, he didn't even know how to tie a tie for himself. Yeah. Around 5.30 p.m., Ryan's mom, Shannon, dropped the couple off at Tokyo Japanese Steakhouse to have dinner before the dance. Because remember, he loved sushi. (laughs) Around 7 o'clock p.m., she picked them back up from the restaurant and brought them to the school for the dance. Around 10.30 p.m., Shannon picked them up from the dance. The couple went back to Ryan's house and hung out and watched a movie. During this time, Blake sat on the floor and had taken off the black dress shirt because he was sweating. So, they said he even, like, made a comment how, like, hot and sweaty he was because he had been dancing like crazy and stuff the whole night. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Around 11.30 p.m., Shannon, which, again, is the girlfriend's mom, drove Blake to his friend Austin's house. Blake was going to sleep over Austin's that night. Sometime that night after he was back at Austin's and this time wasn't clarified, Blake spoke to his mom, Melissa. He called her from Austin's phone to let her know that he was there safe. Apparently, Blake had only gotten his phone a week before and it only had a text messaging plan on it aside from being able to dial 911. Hmm. So that's why he used Austin's phone. He told her that it was the best night of his life. Oh, my God. Yeah. He talked to her about the dance and how he had a good time dancing and spending time with friends. And Melissa also mentioned that they had not confirmed he was going to sleep at Austin's until that phone call. She agreed but told him not to leave the house. Like, she was basically like, okay, you're in for the night. Mm-hmm. don't go anywhere like I know you're there safe kind of thing yeah she said he called me quote unquote mama and said I love you and we'll call you tomorrow mm-hmm. and that was a quote from just flip oh my god so thoughtful yeah
1: around 12 a.m. so now this is on to October 16th 2011 Blake and Austin walk to a BP gas station This was close to Austin's house at the entrance of the neighborhood. They were planning on buying cigarettes, even though they were underage and potentially would have been denied. The gas station was closed, so they headed back to Austin's. 2 a.m., Blake got a text from Ryan. Between 2 and 3 a.m., Blake left Austin's house. Allegedly, Austin gave Blake a key before he left his house so he'd be able to get back in later on. He also said he gave him a jacket since it was cold outside and he wanted him to stay warm on the walk to Ryan's house. He left on foot and he planned to walk back to Ryan's house. Her home was about three miles from Austin, so not too far.
0: I also, if anyone wants to look online, in different articles it was mentioned that there's a couple different routes that he could have taken to go to and from ryan and austin's house and they kind of lay out these but it's it's hard to tell it over a podcast so for more of a visual thing we'll post pictures and stuff if we can but if you guys want to look that up they they talk more about the routes that he had taken
1: so Blake was wearing his black pants, white T-shirt, and the jacket that Austin had let him when he left the home. And this is according to Austin because he saw him leave, obviously. Mm-hmm. Around 4.30 a.m., Blake got to Ryan's house and snuck in through her bedroom window. Ryan said that when Blake got there, he was wearing his black pants and one of his sweatshirts. She said his sweatshirt was a white hoodie with Air "Apostle" written in brown on the front. This is somewhat strange since he had left wearing his t-shirt with Austin's jacket over it, not a sweatshirt of his own.
0: What do you think
1: about that? I don't, that's really weird.
0: I mean, it almost seems like he, I don't know. Where would the jacket be and where did that sweatshirt come from kind of thing? Right, like did he stop somewhere on the way? Or, I don't know, that's really weird.
1: The couple hung out in the in the room for approximately 30 minutes. She later said that during this time, they talked about the day, the dance, and how they would hang out later on in the morning. Around 5 a.m., Ryan's grandma ended up coming into the room and catching that Blake was in there. And this is a quote from justflipthedog.com regarding the incident. Quote, I remember Blake trying to hide under the covers. My grandma said, she was going to get my mom and walked out. Blake asked me if I wanted him to go, and I just said yes. He kissed me and started going out the window. So that's what Ryan recalls from the incident.
0: Imagine, like, your little (laughs) old grandma walking in the room. What's this raucous? Yeah, what are you doing up here? (laughs) And then he just hides under the blanket. Like,
1: thinking that, like, grandma's not going to know.
0: Yeah. I'm going to get your mom. (laughs) (laughs) What was Grandma doing up at 5 am? I know. I'm, I picture that they were probably like whispering, laughing, you know, maybe Granny got up to I don't I don't know use the bathroom or something and heard them <laughs>
1: granny. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so then he quickly left the home and started to head back to Austin's house. According to Ryan, he left wearing the same thing that he arrived in, so that Arapostle hoodie with brown letters.
0: While Blake was walking back, he sent a bunch of apologetic text messages to Ryan and also told her to relay these messages to her mom, Shannon. He was a very respectful kid, so he expressed that he was sorry for being there so late without Shannon's permission. Like, what high school kid says that? I know. He was actually so remorseful that Shannon had even sent him texts back from Ryan's phone, reassuring him and saying that everything would be okay. Oh, Like, it got to the point where he was, they said with every text message, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, he was in panic mode about it. Oh my god. Around 5.30am, Blake sent a text to Ryan. It said a cop was pulling him over and mentioned that he was near a bridge. Other articles worded it where he had said he had been stopped by a police officer. Either way, stopped or pulled over, I thought both almost made it sound like he was in a mode of transportation, like a car or a bike, but we know that Blake was on foot.
1: Right, like, I wouldn't, maybe it was just the verbiage he used, but I wouldn't be like, oh shit, I'm getting pulled over.
0: Yeah, unless he was, like, sending a – you know how – I mean, if a cop's stopping you, you might send, like, a quick text to someone, like, like fuck, I just got pulled over before yeah, they like get to you. maybe panic mode. Yeah, maybe that's just, like you said, like, the verbiage he would use. So he just quickly texted that to her and wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, that's a little bit weird, though. Yeah. And this is a quote from JustFlipTheDog.com. Quote, A few minutes later, Blake texted back saying the cop looked at his ID, asked him where he was going, and let him go. What's also really weird about this entire situation is that after the fact, this is a quote from Uncovered.com, quote, according to the deputy chief of the Noonan Police Department, there is no record of any law enforcement official having any interactions with Blake that night. What? Yeah. And according to the Noonan police in different articles, they had said basically it's their protocol that anytime there's any interaction with anyone, they either call it in or make make like a file, like a note of it.
1: I feel like for liability's sake, like you have to.
0: Right. And apparently other stations in the area and departments in the area were also contacted to see if it was maybe someone that wasn't the Noonan police but was, like, the state police or a different county or something. And none of them have any – there's no official record of any of them having interaction with Blake. That's really fucking weird. Yeah. Which almost makes me think – Was it someone posing as a cop? Or was it, like, not even
1: happening and someone had his phone?
0: Right. Or was it a crooked cop? Yeah. But we'll move on and then we can get into some of that later. Blake sent another text message to Ryan a little while after. According to her, it said something like, quote, damn, it's cold out here. And this was his last text message. What the
1: hell? Later in the morning, uh, which again was October 16, 2011, worry set in when Ryan and Shannon learned that Blake hadn't made it back to Austin's house. Around 6.30 a.m., Shannon had asked Ryan if she heard from Blake, and she said no. Around 9.30 a.m., Shannon asked Ryan to get in touch with Austin to see if Blake was there. Austin looked around his house checking for Blake and then told Ryan that that he wasn't there. Around 10 a.m., Shannon and Ryan got to Austin's house to look around the area just to see if they could, like, try to find him. They drove around for 45 minutes, and Shannon ended up calling her husband, Matt, to tell him that Blake was missing. During their search, they stopped at the BP gas station where Blake and Austin had gone the night before. They showed an employee a photo and asked if that person had seen him. The employee said that they thought they saw him around 730 that morning in which they spoke about what time the gas station was open. The employee told him eight eight o'clock and said that Blake then left. Investigators do not believe this person was actually Blake. So take that as you will. But like, that's a weird coincidence, too. Around
0: 11 o'clock a.m., Ryan's dad, Matt, got home and started to search wooded areas and trails nearby. Matt then met up with Austin and they began to search together. Also around 11 o'clock a.m., Austin called Blake's mom, Melissa. So thank God they're now getting Blake's mom involved. Yeah. He asked if Blake was there and then told Melissa how he had gone to Ryan's early that morning and hadn't returned. Which I'm sure
1: was her worst fucking nightmare. Right, especially saying after she said, like, okay, stay there.
0: Mm-hmm. Soon after 11 a.m., Austin also flagged down a Noonan police officer and told him that Blake was missing. Around 11.30 a.m., police contacted Melissa and told her to file a missing persons report. So they could start their search and investigation into his disappearance, which I feel like was really good on the police's part to be on top of that and being like, okay, you need to file a report so we can get started.
1: Right. Especially for like him being a teenager and you know how that goes.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Melissa immediately reported him missing. Extensive searches were then done in the next few weeks to try and find Blake to no avail. And no sign of him was even found. Ugh, my God. November 2011, Melissa got a call from a blocked number. This was about five weeks after Blake disappeared. And she said the call was super strange. No one spoke on the other end and she could hear the sound of a TV in the background. She said this call lasted four to five minutes. What the fuck? It's just creepy in itself, even if this situation wasn't going on, unless it was some kind of butt dial, but...
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that, but I feel like you would realize sooner than four to five minutes.
0: Yeah. I wonder if they could ever trace back that number.
1: That's what I'm wondering. Like, what if it was, like, him being held hostage somewhere and, like...
0: And he got hold of a phone or something? Oh, my God. That's so scary. Or it was just whoever had him or has him right being a fucking disgusting creep right that's what i was thinking december 19th 2011 which was two months later the noonan police were called passerbys had been walking through the summer grove subdivision and thought they spotted a body remains had indeed been found in a local creek which was white oak creek it was the body of a young man, and he was lying face down in the water. This was in Noonan, Georgia, near the bridge at Summer Grove Parkway. What the hell?
1: <sighs> December 22, 2011. This was identified as Blake Chappelle. He was identified quickly due to the tattoos and jewelry. He had lip piercings and a Playboy Bunny tattoo on his chest. He was found wearing only a white tank top, undershirt, and underwear, and some articles say that he had a t-shirt and underwear and not just a tank top. His other clothing that he had been wearing when he left, like the jacket, the hoodie, the pants, the t-shirt, the shoes, they were never found. His cell phone, wallet, and ID, and any other belongings he had on him were also never found. Blake's cause of death was a gunshot wound to the head. The caliber gun was between 22 and 45, and it was not a shotgun. Police have commented that he was shot at close range. However, they will not comment on how many times or where exactly he was shot. The death was ruled a homicide. So it must have been in a place that they, you know, they said it couldn't have been, like, self-inflicted.
0: Right, and also, I mean, all his stuff was missing right like, like what, the, what hu- the fuck happened I don't know but like the text message of him being near the bridge something had to have happened there right it was right there which is also weird because I'm sure that area was searched especially since that was the last place he mentioned and he wasn't found till two months later
1: well I mean if he fell into a river he definitely would have been like washed down but yeah I don't know that's weird <sighs> After Blake was found, the Noonan Police Department had offered a $20,000 reward. This is the largest reward that, was ever, that has ever been offered by that city. December 29, 2011, 4 p.m. was his funeral slash memorial service, and Blake was laid to rest. Oh, my God. The final song that played at his service was his favorite song, Carry On My Wayward Son. I'm going to
0: cry. I know. I am crying. That's literally – I have the chills everywhere. Oh, my God. And it brings a whole new meaning to those
1: lyrics, too. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing. That is so horrible and sad.
0: hmm Moving on to some of the aftermath. September 2021, Noonan Police Department put a quote-unquote unsolved murders page on their website. Investigators have followed every lead, but the case remains unsolved. To date, three persons of interest have been cleared, but they have not been named publicly. Most of the details of the case have been kept from the public, which we've seen before. There are statements and articles that medical report requests have been denied. Police also haven't confirmed if any forensic evidence was collected at the crime scene. Which, why can't you just confirm that? No, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) You don't need to say what it is. Like, who are
1: protecting, you know?
0: Yeah, or even if you're trying to make it so only the person who did it knows certain details, releasing to the public that forensic evidence was collected isn't going to do anything. Yeah, right. But potentially make the killer scared. Right. This is a quote from 11alive.com, quote, As suspects are developed, a lot of details would only be known by those people, so we can't really release too much, said Lt. Chris Robinson, who took over the case for Noonan PD in 2019. It's unknown whether he was murdered in the morning he went missing or if he was murdered later and brought there after the fact. It's also unknown how long his body had been in the creek. And the way they were worded in the articles, I'm assuming it's unknown because that information has not been released. Hopefully, it's not because the police aren't able to determine that or... I don't know if that was determined in his autopsy report or not. Yeah, I
1: feel like that's something you have to determine. It's probably just not released by the police.
0: Unless he was in the creek for too long and... Yeah. But then they would kind of know if he was in the creek for two months or not. Right. Police were never able to locate Blake's backpack. He allegedly left this at Austin's house. Melissa said it had deodorant, cologne, a pocket knife, the white hoodie Ryan said he was wearing, and a phone charger in it. Austin said he can't find the backpack. And this is a quote from flipthedog.com regarding that. Quote, we were in the middle of moving and it got put somewhere and we just can't find it. I just don't know where it is. That's really weird. Also, like, my first thought before I had read that quote from Austin was, okay, did Blake have that backpack with him and that's how he got into his sweatshirt and maybe where the jacket was, like, put back in the backpack? Right. But clearly, if it was at Austin's house still, that's not the situation.
1: But it wasn't found.
0: But he said they were in the middle of moving and it got put somewhere, which means it was still there after Blake disappeared. That's weird. But also, why didn't the police fucking collect that right away then? Right, like his
1: stuff. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Or like, why wasn't his mom given that?
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: I know I read in one article that the only item of clothing that his mom received back or item of Blake's that his mom received back was that black button-down shirt that he had took off at Ryan's house after the dance when they were watching that movie, and he said he was really sweaty because he actually ended up leaving it there, and then Shannon gave it back to Melissa after the fact. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah.
1: Allegedly, Blake's mom, Melissa, said that from the moment he was missing, she asked police multiple times to triangulate his phone. That's literally one of the first things I was thinking. Mm -hmm. It's unknown if this was done. The only thing mentioned about this from Lieutenant Robinson was that some phone records were pulled, but not necessarily triangulated. Which, why? I
0: don't understand. Right, because wouldn't triangulating something give you a more accurate depiction of where that phone was last as opposed to pulling phone records
1: yeah that's really weird
0: it just doesn't make sense unless they did do that and they don't want to say anything but then they would also know where the phone was last
1: yeah right so ending this with something kind of happy shortly before blake went missing he had started a bucket list Less than 10 of the 100 items, oh my God, on the list was crossed out. This is a quote from com Quote, Blake had marked off a few items. Spend more time at home. Realize how good your life really is. Be more sociable. Kiss a complete stranger. Stand up for yourself. Move and live in a new country. Oh, my God. <sighs>
0: I feel like <sighs> the fact that he was able to write those kinds of things. Right. As opposed to like. Get drunk. Right. You know, like typical things.
1: Yeah. Showed
0: that he was already.
1: So mature. Really
0: living. Yeah. And yeah, just so much more deep minded about things. Yeah.
1: It's devastating that he did not get to complete much of this list, but what's on it shows that there was an incredible life lost. We also feel it's important to read this to not only show the mindset of this 17-year-old, but also so the listeners may take a little bit of Blake with them in their lives. His goals and handwritten words were deep, meaningful, and something that more people should be wary of and not take for granted. Oh my God, he was 17.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, how? Here's just some things on the list in different bits and pieces, all quoted from an article from justflipthedog.com. Quote There are a few typical big goals for a 17 year old write a song, drive a foreign car, fly to England, fly first class, be in a movie, stay in a mansion one night. But the vast majority focus on self improvement and becoming a better person. Quote Hug my mom like I've never hugged her before. Stay true to at least one friend. Become more confident. Stand up for somebody else. Oh my God. Prove it to yourself you can do something you never thought possible. Save someone's life. Stop childish lying. Help a complete stranger. Don't get angry so easily. Get closer to my brother. <laughs> keep a promise. Keep a secret. You know, like gather myself up before I have to read. Oh my god.
0: He was just so wise. Definitely an old soul and get closer like
1: a- to my brother killed me. Like
0: that is so fucking sad. It's just so awful that such, like, a beautiful human had to be taken. And the way he was, like, at such a young age. It's just awful. Because there should be more people in the world like him, not taken. And he was, like, yeah, and he was taken way too soon. Yeah. All right. Continuing on, here's another quote with some of his pocket list. Accomplish something great. Prove the haters wrong. Try your hardest at anything you do. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. Don't hold your grudges. Don't take anything unless you plan to pay it back. Always keep a promise to yourself. Don't give up on yourself. My God, this is awful. (laughs) Become a grandfather. Make your mom proud. Oh my God. Bungee jump. Tell someone how I feel about them. Buy my first beer legally. <laughs> which is like really sad that he couldn't even do that. Yeah. Get married. Hold your head up and don't worry for once. Let something go. Learn to save money. Stop being too modest. Be silent for a whole day.
1: literally i feel like i need to like these are mantras that i need to like do
0: for real though like what person let alone 17 year old is like okay on my bucket list should be be silent for a whole day like what like just appreciating in silence like oh my god i need to do these things this
1: is insane
0: maybe we should do it and check off each one for blake oh my god we should that is everyone's call to action this week. Except we
1: can't become a grandfather.
0: Yeah, but maybe, a, <laughs> maybe a grandpa that's listening can check that off for him. Oh. So continuing on, have a son slash daughter. Talk to your dad more often. Do what's best for you at least once. Stay one night in a haunted mansion.
1: We could definitely do that one. Yeah.
0: Be a hero at least once. Take someone with you on a special trip. Complete 50 goals on this list. Don't beg so much. Realize your destiny. Don't deny an obvious truth and never back down. My God. Like, he was so wise. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly mind-blown by the kind of person he was and i really hope like Kelsey had said we mention these so people can kind of like take it in and carry part of Blake with them and not only that but you need you need to be more aware of things like this that this 17-year-old was aware of yeah just as a human being and i feel like if there were more people like that maybe the world would be a little bit of a better place Yeah. Just the fact that he had, like, the mental capacity to sit down and, like,
1: be able to admit these things and write them down is insane.
0: Yeah. I'm so happy that his mom has that. Yeah. Like, I wish she had her son, obviously, but I'm glad she also, through, like, something as simple as a list like this, can see how truly good of a human and how impactful... Blake was and could have been in the world right like imagine being his
1: mom and finding this list and being like i am so fucking proud
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of my son
0: Mm -hmm. if you have any information regarding the murder of blake chappelle contact crime stoppers of greater atlanta at 404-577-TIPS And again, as always, we will put all these numbers and websites and such in our show notes and on our Facebook page because it's usually easier to see them than to hear them. Yeah. You can also contact the Noonan Police Department's tip line at 770-254-2350 or send your tip in an email to unsolvedhomicide at cityofnoonan.org. And Noonan is spelled N E W N A N. And just a reminder: there is a twenty thousand dollars reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the individual or individuals responsible for Blake's death. Wow, what a sad, sad story. In case agreed, I I there's like no words, and I feel like we always say this. With cases, because obviously each one is a fucking tragedy and should never happen. And it's just so mind-blowing that your own kind can do this to other people and for never a good enough reason. No, and I feel like
1: every story and every case is different and shocking in its own way that you're just like, how? Like, how in the world?
0: Mm mm-hmm this happened i'm just i'm kind of mind blown by who could have done this to him right because there's a lot of different angles that you could take with this case and i feel like no matter what whoever did this unless it was a random person that happened upon him who didn't even know him How did they know he would be out at that time of the morning?
1: Right, that's what makes it feel, like, it makes it seem like it was a completely random, senseless thing. That's just, like, so horrifying.
0: Like, a crime of opportunity?
1: Yeah, like, right place, well, wrong place, wrong time,
0: but, yeah. Yeah, because what are the odds that this kid was, like, that Blake was even out At that time and that someone knew he would be out considering he was at Austin's and then he snuck out to his girlfriend's and then he got caught and couldn't even stay as long as he wanted at his girlfriend's and had to go back to Austin's house and then a cop stopped him allegedly.
1: Yeah, and I think that's like the saddest, well not the saddest part, but one of the saddest parts is like his mom literally has no idea what happened And for all she knows, this was just some random happening that some person just felt like doing. Right. I I can't comprehend it.
0: No. Which almost makes you think, too, did he walk and see something he wasn't supposed to see? Did he come across someone under the bridge who was, like, a horrible person who just took the opportunity? Was there someone posing as a cop? Right. Was this... And I'm not... This is just me speculating. This is not me pointing fingers at anyone. Was this from the other situation before right. he moved? If you look online, too, there's so many theories that go in so many different directions. And I didn't, I didn't want to put... Like, I didn't want to talk about some of those because it's just like we're doing right now. Like, people speculating. So, there's really no evidence backing anything up. And people... Some people go off into, like, conspiracy theories. I just think the police situation is really odd and stands out, and him wearing that sweatshirt and the jacket being gone is also really odd.
1: I think that the police situation, yeah. I feel like the sweatshirt maybe could have been, like, a miscommunication thing. Like, I don't know if that holds much weight. Because, like, as a 17-year-old guy you're like yes i saw him leave with this but i don't know maybe he had like the sweatshirt on underneath the jacket and and i don't know but then where did he put the jacket unless he
0: was carrying it with him and all his stuff just wasn't found and that was part of it
1: right that's what i'm that's what i'm
0: thinking yeah i don't know it's weird also like what happened to all his stuff like where did this person put it and why why did they even take it keep it right i don't know like he was wearing it why did they even take it
1: i don't know the whole thing is just weird and it seems
0: so senseless Hmm. i really just don't understand the reason behind like the entire thing and yeah. that and just his stuff being gone yeah none of it makes any sense yeah oh i feel so bad for his family same. I wish that they would get answers. I mean, this is 11 years ago. I feel like maybe either bring pol- this to Laura. Yeah, I think so. And I feel like either police need to start releasing, even if it's not. I get if you want to keep some things from the public, but it's been 11 years. I feel like they can release a little bit. Right. Even if it's just to kind of put fresh eyes on it or point the case in a little bit of a direction yeah i
1: don't know the whole thing it's just it's very strange
0: like i just hope that blake is resting in the sweetest of peace because he just he definitely did not not that anyone deserves it but he definitely did not deserve to be taken from this life so soon no agreed all right anything else or should we get into our spiel let's do the spiel okay So you can
1: find us on Instagram and Facebook at Crime, Cults & Coffee. Our Facebook is where we post our weekly resources and photos. And then our Instagram is where we post our coffee reviews, some photos as well. And then there's also the link in our bio. That's our link tree. And it shows all of the platforms that you're able to find us on currently to listen.
0: If you have a case suggestion or a listener story, you can DM us at Crime, Cults & Coffee on Instagram. Or send us an email at CrimeColtonCoffee at gmail.com. We've been getting a lot of communication lately, which I'm really excited
1: about. Actually, somebody just DM'd us right now.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. For the last week or two, it's been like case suggestions and just comments on things a lot of interaction and oh, i love did you it see so this? much i know it's making me so happy to just interact with everyone and you know you guys are like listening and responding and being part of this podcast right like we have a family out there <laughs> yeah So also, if you really like our podcast, you can leave us five stars or less or whatever. And you can also leave a nice review. It really helps our podcast to be seen. Like, if you like our podcast, this is what you can do to help us. Yes. Also, as mentioned, your call to action for this week is to please take a look at Blake's bucket list and or write down some of the things we said and really try to live those out for Blake and for yourself because I'm gonna do it yeah you deserve to live out those things on that bucket list that is the most beautiful bucket list honestly and Mm -hmm. also getting back into the review if you cannot review if you listen to us on any other listening platform you can like you can follow you can subscribe and it'll let you know when new episodes come out every week cool
1: well thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week bye bye